0: This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman.
1: Son, there's no wrong way to
0: consume alcohol. (sighs) Hello, and we are back with another episode of On the Nose. I'm your host, Joey Erringman, and joining me today is our legal correspondent, Stephen Hercheck.
1: I feel like I'm on The Daily Show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also joining us is science correspondent, Danny Nemeth.
2: Is this NPR. Uh, close.
0: <laughs> so since we're still under social distancing protocol, Steven and I and Danny are sipping on, oh no, wait, Danny's not sipping on this one because he doesn't have it. But Steven and I are sipping on Michter's small batch
1: bourbon. Steven, can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yes, we are. But I almost forgot we should probably taste it and talk about tasting notes before we get into it, right? Sure. Or do we do it the other way normally? Uh I don't care. I'm kind
0: of excited to taste it, so let's just taste it.
1: Yeah, let's not talk about things that don't matter at all. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's such a good one, though. It is. I wish I could have some. Danny, what do you think? Danny,
1: listen to our tasting notes and don't get any. Okay. It's It's spicy on the nose. It's spicy,
0: and I get like a toasted um, smell to it. I get the same thing over here.
2: What are you drinking, Danny? (laughs) I have Angel's Envy.
1: I'm so excited for your contradictory tasting notes as we go through this.
2: That'd be really... What if they're exactly the same? Is it toasty? Uh, It's less vanilla-y than most bourbons are. But I give it a toasty aspect.
1: I don't know. Joey, are you getting vanilla on this, Mictors?
0: Not as much as I usually do. I'm getting more of the rye the kind of spicy notes to it.
1: Yeah. That, I'm actually the, getting a little more ethanol than I usually get. Yeah, it's a lot of ethanol. Me.
0: What's the ABV on this? It's 45% ABV.
1: It's a, it's a little higher.
0: 91.4 proof, yeah.
2: But
1: What about you, Danny? Do you have your bottle near you?
2: No, I believe it's the same thing. I'm pretty sure that's like standard, right? Is 45%? Or, yeah,
1: I mean, this is slightly higher, but...
2: um, This is 457
1: Oh, yeah. don't be ridiculous. Yeah. People are listening to this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go in for the taste, Joey. And Danny, I guess.
2: I'll give you my tasting notes.
1: Mm. Mm. Hmm. It's so sweet. There's like a candiness right up front.
0: Yeah. And I, dude, I still get a little bit of that rye, that spiciness on the back of the tongue. So there's definitely some oh, yeah. in there but I don't get the, like, it's a little bit higher proof, but I don't know if I would have guessed that. I don't get a, it's very smooth. I don't get a lot of that burn kind of in the middle of the mouth.
1: Mm -mm. And it has that mouth feel, you know, I'm big on mouth feel. It's so creamy and it's kind of, kind of thick. I haven't checked out the legs on it, but yeah, it's got some good legs going on. Wow. It really does.
0: It kind of sticks to the glass there.
1: Yeah, it does. Wow. What about angels envy? How's it holding up Danny?
2: surprisingly pretty good i i'm not a huge fan <laughs> um i like it the bottle is really cool to look at uh but it the one thing i really do like about it is it has a lot of cherry notes to it because it is aged Oh, interesting in it's it's finished in port casks, so okay. that's all angel envy bourbon is
1: but i'm a little i'm a little jealous i love a, a port finish i really do i do too it makes
2: it very fruity yeah
1: yeah i i love fruity um I do like it. This one I wouldn't say is fruity. I got all kinds of caramely. I love the thick mouthfeel, the coating of the mouth. I'm you know, when it comes to food, I don't really care about texture. I'm not like big into texture, it doesn't really bother me. Um but when it comes to whiskey, when it has a great thick, like tongue coating mouthfeel, I love it. It's so good.
2: For the I, I like the whiskey, but for the price I'd I'd pass, I'd get other things. Fair enough. Okay.
1: Well, thanks for bringing it on air with us to let us well, know that it's for not your favorite.
2: <laughs> yes, that's and I'm leaving. Okay, see you guys. Goodbye, <laughs> okay, Danny. Love you. Hello, uh, Steven... J.K.
1: To people who aren't looking at Danny like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's still here. huh, Danny.
2: Yes, I'm still here. Okay, there it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, right, Stephen, let me you talk got... about.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, let me talk about mixers. So mixers is delicious but for a reason that I didn't expect. I did a little research just for this Whiskey of the Week, and I found out that Michter's is primarily a sourced whiskey, meaning that they're not distilling what we're drinking.
0: That kind of baffles me.
1: Yeah, they're working on it a little bit, and I'll get to that in a minute. But um, the current iteration actually started in the late 90s, I think 97. But the name is actually old. So, Michter's Distillery, which is like the historic Michter's Distillery at this point, operated in Pennsylvania from the 50s through the 80s. Wow. But they ended up going out of business. Okay. Um, because, I mean, it wasn't producing the quality of whiskey that we're drinking right now. It was an entirely different whiskey. Okay. But the name was old. So, Joseph Magliocco and Dick Newman came together. Um. Dick Newman being the president of Austin Nichols, the maker of Wild Turkey. And they didn't start a distillery from scratch. They revived the Michter's name and attached it to their own super premium sourced bourbons and ryes. So, Interesting. Yeah, they they um, hired Willie Pratt, who's like this veteran in the industry. He's a master distiller. And Magliocco and Willie Pratt selected... Um, what's described as a small fortune in old barrels. So basically they picked out the very best barrels they could. Like I assume on a, like on a limited budget is what it sounds like. They just found Mm -hmm. the very best whiskey they could find and blended it together to make their source um, whiskey that we're drinking. So that's how they came up with Michter's is they just found the very best whiskey. They went out and bought it, put it together, slapped the Michter's label on it, and gave it to us and it's delicious they're not even distilling it interesting right which i had no idea yeah i think they're being a little sneaky about it because they don't want to put anyone off like saying that it's sourced but like
0: you can't argue with results it's delicious you can't
1: argue with results exactly Um, little update on them though they it's not like they're not working on distilling so they put it just takes time so they built a welcome center and a small distillery in downtown louisville they have their own column still now they're working on it um i'm sure they're producing it i'm not um it's a little hard to tell from their website but they have their own whiskey now i'm sure what they're producing is also fantastic but that's not what's available currently on the shelves as their michter small batch
0: all right thank you for that Stephen. yeah
1: yeah hell yeah it's awesome.
0: So, as we continue to socially distance, everyone across the nation and across the globe for that matter are experiencing the impacts of the coronavirus, which I'm sure everyone's heard about at this point. The what? Coronavirus?
2: Oh,
1: that's interesting. Also,
0: COVID 19?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's actually SARS CoV 2, but yeah, COVID 19 is the disease that you get. Thank you, Oscar. (laughs)
1: But i you're the science correspondent. So I guess that's fair. It's fine.
0: (laughs) So I don't want to diminish the effects of one group or another, but since this is a whiskey podcast, we're going to be talking about the effects of the pandemic on whiskey and spirits in general. Uh, Mm. Additionally, some fascinating effects have come out of the spirits industry since the virus took hold. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I figured we could kind of, Look at whiskey and liquor trends in Ohio, and then uh, we'll look at some numbers across the national level as well. So to start with Ohio, because that's where we're from. Um, and well,
1: I can tell you a little bit about how whiskey is affecting my household here in Ohio. I'm going to say consumption is on the rise. I've
0: experienced <laughs> that too, which is uh, seems to be <laughs> happening across the state and the nation.
1: I was just going to add that (laughs) happening locally. (laughs) I was going to
2: I was going to add that yes, it is not just an Ohio thing. I don't think so. No. So where are you at, Danny? I'm in Florida, and here we also drink. drink. Oh, yeah, (laughs) surprising.
0: (laughs) So Governor Mark Mike DeWine closed bars and restaurants on March 15th. What? Sorry, Governor Ohio Governor Mark Mike DeWine closed bars (laughs) and restaurants on March 15th. Mark,
1: who? (laughs)
2: <laughs> that was a surprising <laughs> tongue twister.
0: I wasn't expecting that. Oh, hi,
2: Mock. <laughs> Stop.
0: <laughs> so he closed bars and restaurants on March 15th. Pennsylvania also announced that it would be closing liquor stores beginning March 16th. I've heard of them. Yeah. The only way to describe what happened in Ohio is with a meme I saw on Facebook that said, that's the third <laughs> time this week I've bought a two-week supply of liquor.
1: so i like that
0: (laughs) here's where the numbers start blowing my mind so the week of march 15th to the 21st ohioans bought 63 percent more liquor during the same time period last year wow i
1: gotta be honest with you my mind is not blown by that at all really between the two of us we probably spiked those numbers a little bit
0: Probably. Um, that's fair.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a disproportionate amount of Ohioans. Like there's a very specific narrow group of Ohioans who are like, this is the perfect time for me to buy all of the bottles that I've been considering.
0: So that's true. So I'll go into a little bit of the numbers here. So in 2019, the, we, there was $14.3 million spent on liquor which resulted in 161, almost 100, 162,000 gallons of liquor. No, that was in Ohio. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> in Ohio, $14.3
0: 14, $14. 3 million and 162,000 gallons. In 2020, awesome. we spent, and Ohioans spent $38.7 million on 438,000 gallons of liquor. And... Keep in mind, those numbers span one week, March 15th to the 21st. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Okay. Wait, give me that quick side-by-side one one more time. I'm not a numbers guy. That's Danny. Okay.
2: Okay, was that the entire year versus a week? No, 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 no. That was week to week. Week to week, okay.
1: yeah,
0: March 15th to the 21st, 2019 versus 2020. So, 2019. Okay, so the same week
1: by comparison. Same week. So,
0: 2019, fourteen point three million dollars was spent in 2019 versus thirty eight point seven million dollars spent in 2020.
1: So, well over double.
0: Yes, and oh, the yeah. gallons went from one hundred and
1: sixty two thousand to four hundred and thirty
2: eight thousand. Whoa! Oh, so wait—they're buying—they're um, buying like loads of cheap liquor. That, yeah that? that's
1: what i was getting so okay because those I'm numbers gonna, are different it's i'm gonna double the, the price, price. It. but it's but it's what uh four Here. times four times the amount and i People think i know up why. On vodka
0: yes not only <laughs> vodka but 1.75 liter jugs of vodka
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they definitely are stocking um, up yes yeah if if uh snapchat can be believed uh yes that's that's the trend that I've seen as well. People are yep. at home, and what do you do when you're at home alone? You drink sad, and mm. drinking sad is drinking cheap. yep, yes, it this, is. This is my hot take from <laughs> so society
0: that so in March, we set a record for the most alcohol purchases in March that's ever been recorded in the state of Ohio. Wow, what? yes.
1: I, oh man, I shouldn't be proud of us for that. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I 100% am. So, vodka and whiskey were the two top selling liquors. And as I said before, Tito's 1.75 liter jugs was the most sold liquor in the state of Ohio from March 15th to the 21st.
1: Okay. Damn. So, first of all, I called it. But second yeah. of all, yeah. Tito's is a solid choice. I, I love agree. Tito's. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not a vodka guy, but if you got
0: to drink vodka, drink Tito's. So some of the top 10 brands included obviously Tito's, but some of the whiskey brands were Jameson, Crown Royal, specifically the peach and the apple. And then uh, <laughs> I just saw peach. Jack Daniels. I just saw yeah.
1: a load of peach. Like I was in the wine section with my girlfriend and um, dude came out of the liquor store, which was like inside of giant Eagle, but next to the wine section. He's like, Hey, so we have, a load of whiskeys here that we only get every, every couple of months if you're interested. And I was immediately like, "Uh, yes, yes, I am. And he's like, Oh, (laughs) are you serious? And as I'm following him in, he grabs a bottle of crown Royal peach and I'm like, Oh no, I guess not. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) Cause I'm not one of the crown Royal peach people. I'm not knocking crown Royal peach. I'm sure it's delicious. It's just not like my premium whiskey. I'm not excited about crown Royal peach.
0: So, in all of March 2020, any guesses on how much liquor was purchased? In just March? Just March of
1: 2020?
0: Of 2020, how many gallons of liquor was purchased?
1: What was the the number for the week? It was For the week,
0: it was 437,507. Yeah. 437,507
1: right. gallons. As the resident word guy. Resident word guy, I'm gonna kick it over to our resident numbers guy, Danny.
2: Okay, let's see. So if that's out of four weeks. Yep. So we'll do the do the math, carry the one. Okay. <laughs> so let's say 50, 1. five million?
0: one point 1.5 million? 1.36 million gallons Ooh, of clicker. You were close, yeah. Really good. So Thirty-two percent of that happened in one week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's a li- that's not that crazy high over twenty-five percent of it. But it's still, not. It's it's still it's up there. That one. So I bet there's a correlation. So I'm not like deep into uh, COVID stuff, but I bet that week was like peak panic week. Is when people were like, yeah, that was probably the first week that the majority of the people who were laid off missed paychecks which is the one that i've been working at like looking for yeah when are people about to miss paychecks
0: so um and as i said before march 15th is when governor dewine closed the bars and restaurants and march 16th is when pennsylvania closed liquor stores so it was that week that i think ohioans were just afraid that liquor stores would start closing in Ohio as well Mm -hmm. on top of the bars and restaurants.
1: So they're essential. They are. I I literally had no fear that liquor stores were going (laughs) to (laughs) close. So like it was immediately apparent to anyone who was paying attention that alcohol is the only thing Americans are doing to pass the time while they're mm -hmm. stuck at home.
2: Most definitely. Which is what we would have been doing
1: outside of the home as the weather got better anyway.
0: Yeah. So wait, did you say Ohioans or Americans just there?
1: I don't remember, but what's the difference?
0: So Americans, that same week from, we're moving to national level now, that same week from March 15th to the 21st, United States as a whole saw a 55% jump in alcohol beverage sales. For spirits alone, it increased by 75%. Damn. Yes. <laughs> so it
2: so just that's w- what I'm thinking though. Like the, like the apocalypse alcohol, like the, the drink of choice for the apocalypse is something in small volume. That's going to get you drunk. Yep. You're not going to yeah. stock up on all this room when you need to fill an entire room with toilet paper, because that's what like people <laughs> are doing <laughs> and you need to get drunk too. So instead of, you know, you fill your one room with toilet paper and then you have your cupboard of Tito's one point seven five liter vodka. Tito's, yes. Just Tito's. <laughs> and that's it. Yes.
1: Wait, okay. Well here's a question for I, I guess it's for Danny. Joey, you might have more information on this. Um I'm wondering like what would be ideal? Because like that sounds like the best way to go if you're gonna buy it, but what's the most concentrated way to buy alcohol? Like for if we were in an apocalypse and you literally wanted As much alcohol as you could fit in your home. Would you want straight up alcohol that you would combine with water and Kool-Aid packets? Or like what would you do?
2: I would I would go with that. Yeah, probably. Probably Tito's 1.5 liter (laughs) 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 sponsored by Tito's. (laughs) Not yet. I wish. wish. (laughs) We're looking for it. Tito's if you want to
1: sponsor us in the Apocalypse, the official (laughs) podcast of the apocalypse.
0: Jumping back to uh, sales, Um, this wasn't just an effect in Ohio. It happened across the nation. And I see two factors kind of driving these massive increases. One is the worry of liquor stores being closed down. And two, there's been like a huge spike in virtual happy hours.
2: Yeah. So people are going out
0: buying their own liquor. Yeah. And they're hosting these virtual happy hours where they – open bottles of wine at like three o'clock in the afternoon or bottles of liquor at three o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Wait, what do you mean virtual happy hours? Oh, I've seen these all the time.
0: Yeah. So it's either, No, like, I haven't
1: seen it at all. Tell me. Groups our of friends friend.
0: will either set up a uh, virtual happy hours where they just drink together. And like then what bars... groups have you
1: seen?
2: Not our friend group, not our friend group, but we
1: have, okay. So is that what we're talking about? Like friends getting together? Yeah. yeah
2: literally zoom Skype meetings. Yep. Just say, Hey, five o'clock on Friday or probably more oh. like noon on Tuesday. Let's get together and have a drink. And then yep. they have like 15 people in a zoom meeting and they all just drink together or five people in a zoom. How many but, friends they have? Oh th-
1: yeah. we've Definitely been doing that. <laughs> we're
2: doing That's it right what we're now. doing right now. But <laughs> there's also bars. There's also Yeah.
0: Bars will host these happy hours as well where they invite people to drink and just join them for their own beverages of choice when they're at home. Well, look at our our good
2: friend from Columbus.
0: Oh, yeah, Barry Chandler. He's been putting out yes. – uh, he's been hosting a lot of virtual talks, which are really, really cool and interesting. He does so-
2: stories and sips, and then he has uh, his other – like, he has, what, like, every Friday he has some kind of – or twice a week he has some kind of, like, yeah. Irish whiskey tasting.
0: Yep, yep, and-, and that's on the Irish Whiskey of America group, I believe is what it is. I think so. Yeah. Amer- and-
2: Americans – or irish whiskey
0: or no i think it's irish whiskey of america
1: something like irish that. whiskey in fans america? of america yes is that that's what it what is? It is. okay that's what it is i yeah. think so yeah um also um, a little side note joey and i just met irish whiskey berry recently for the first time and he was delightful in person I'm he's sure he seen is. Is. On my on instagram it and it was and such everything. an honor <laughs> it was so good there's was a picture so cool. out there of us i think he posted the picture of the three of us.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I saw that on Facebook. That was good. So. Yeah,
1: it was it was delightful to meet him. I was He's jealous. <laughs> Honestly, if you uh this is counterproductive to our own podcast probably, but if you're listening to us, you should be listening to Irish Whiskey Berry. Yep. His podcast stories and sips is fantastic. It's great for if you love Irish whiskey and you love a man telling stories about Irish whiskey with a much cooler ass accent than ours. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: I think it's on Spotify and iTunes. So So go turn this
2: podcast off and then listen. (laughs) No. Bingo. What are you
1: doing? What are you doing listening to us when you could be listening to Irish whiskey, Barry?
2: <laughs> so. I
1: hope he hears this. <laughs> but, I hope he does, just because I hope he listens to any episode of this. <laughs> I love that, dude. <laughs> uh, it's such an honor. <laughs> if you're listening, it's such an honor, sir. So,
2: jumping
0: back oh, into the how- script I created.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Barry if, you, Barry, if you hear this, go post on your Facebook page about this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a plug. <laughs> uh,
2: so I'll say that I'm happy that the,
0: the distilleries are still able to see continued revenue through these times, but if you can try to purchase from local bars, I know here in Ohio, Governor DeWine has allowed sale of deliver- sale and delivery of alcohol with a purchase of food. So if you can try to help support your local businesses by purchasing through them for wine and beer. Just want to put that little plug in there.
2: And also let's, maybe when we get over this whole pandemic thing let's try to push that as like a normal thing that you can order alcohol you know how well how amazing that would support our local businesses yep. our local bars 100%. if we can say hey can you deliver me your cocktails a or, yeah or like i want to order food from you can you also deliver me a pitcher of margaritas mm-hmm. or a pitcher of old fashioned whatever that or would like we could we could pick up
1: Eagle Rare. That's yeah. the thing. We could pop over to one of our our, our better, well-stocked bars. Like uh, Opa has like their whiskey. They can just give you their drinks of whiskey. You can order a drink and get it with your pitas and stuff. Like, yeah. We could be drinking Eagle Rare whenever we feel like it, and not have to track down a whole bottle.
2: So we're, we're, right. Maybe Joey will start a petition in Columbus. for. To yeah, Joey, this- could you yeah. get on
1: this? Um, so, yeah. Yep, yep. I'm not
0: doing anything else. I, I, I got this. <laughs>
2: so speaking of
0: distillery sales, distilleries have found another way to keep their operations running.
1: Mm-hmm-hmm.
0: What's that, Stephen?
1: Yes. I'm excited. I forgot where we were going to talk about this. It's so <laughs> fun. I love it.
0: So the other way we, that distilleries have kept their operations going is through the production of hand sanitizer. Yeah. So the Why do I love this
1: so much? I don't know. <laughs> distilleries
0: have now started making hand sanitizer, and they are in an optimal position to do this as well. The World Health Organization put out a recipe for creating your own hand sanitizer. Luckily, our science correspondent, Danny, is able to dumb it down
1: for us. Danny. <laughs> I love that he covers all of science. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even stuff that I literally have no clue about. So oh, yeah. I sent you an article. <laughs> I know you just sent me the article. Let me see if I can find it. Again. I lost it. Okay. So oh, no. <laughs> um, basically from, I can't find the article, but um, <laughs> okay. So this is, this is what happens though, is uh, your distilleries and your uh, breweries that are in your towns and in your cities make alcohol and they make alcohol by putting things that have sugar into liquid that has yeast and yeast will eat the sugar turn it into alcohol and then they proliferate so they start they start to multiply yeast love that that's what their that's what their role is that's all they want to do is just keep budding off one another and just keep going and, and and making more of themselves but then they make way too much alcohol and then they just kill themselves so that's fun but the idea is that Water, yeast, and sugar, all put together, will ultimately lead to ethanol. And ethanol is what we drink and what gets us drunk. And Joey, I, what?
0: I was just going to say, but it also kills the
2: coronavirus
0: at high levels, right?
2: Yes. So the good thing about ethanol is that it will degrade proteins at a a specific level. Level right, yes, and uh, the coronavirus is a virus, so it's not a bacteria, it's not a parasite.
1: Is a virus,
2: yes, you would believe. Okay, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna put this out there because there are a lot of people who don't know what a virus is.
1: Oh, yeah, I was being facetious, but thank you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, like my my parents love them to death, they were like, but it's not a bacteria, no, it's a virus.
1: Your parents, you always bring them up and you're like people who are uninformed, let's call them my parents. Let's call them <laughs> my parents, yes.
2: They're very smart people, but they're sometimes <laughs> ill-informed. So, well,
1: but I didn't know this either, but I'm glad you put it on your parents and not on me, who also didn't know the difference.
2: Yes. Steven, dad. <laughs> Anyways. So, so, bacteria and viruses can infect you, right? And that's what causes COVID is this new type of, this new virus that no humans have ever experienced before. That's why SARS- it's a Japan. SARS-CoV-2. 92
1: yeah. Yes. Is, I, don't, is, I, don't, is I wanted to be specific, specific, specific type, if we're yes. being, yeah. I just want to clarify there for our listeners who are, are uh, as smart as Danny.
2: Yes, they're probably smarter. <laughs> but so um, SARS-CoV-2 is a new type of virus that we've never experienced before. What's good is that it has this outer membrane, this outer covering that's basically like grease, okay? Like I said, they're a shell that surrounds DNA or RNA, um, and RNA is just a different form of genetic material, right? Um,
1: yeah, it's ribonucleic acid. I'm well aware you go. of that part. <laughs> yeah, and then the oh, is, look at that.
2: Boom. <laughs> Deoxyribonucleic acid is the That's is, DNA. Yeah, yeah right.
1: I'm on it, dude. I remember the so things our that cells, I was supposed to remember for that exam.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so our cells have both, right? Our cells produce DNA, and then that gets turned into RNA, and then RNA gets turned into proteins. It's called the central dogma. We'll get eh, if you want to do a dogma.
0: We'll get Okay, stop okay, there. Keep going. Keep
2: going. Okay, we'll that keep going. sounds badass, Steven, and stop I don't it. know why. Yes. I'm sorry. So <laughs> basically DNA, RNA, protein. Well the viruses could either be a strand of DNA or a strand of RNA. This one that we're dealing with now is a strand of RNA. Basically, it gets into your cells. It will it will bind onto your cell. It will get into your cell, and then it will release its RNA into your cell.
1: Yeah.
2: Then your cell produces or uses um its own internal uh, proteins and reads that RNA and starts producing more virus. So basically, the, the virus has hijacked your cell to now produce more virus. And that's how oh. viruses spread inside your body. The oh. good thing is, well, one more bad thing is that when you cough, sneeze, talk, um, touch your mouth, touch your nose, you know, if you have a runny nose, whatever, and then you touch a surface, viruses can live on that surface for a while. And this is where the, the distilleries come into play.
1: Hold on. I want to, I want to interject one more time and then I'll stop. I know I'm starting to bug you. (laughs) Um, You're not bugging
2: me. I'm
1: (laughs) what I'm hearing is you there's like, when you watch a superhero movie, you have that part of the movie where you find out how terrible the villain is. And this villain climbs into your body and hijacks your own cells Yes. to reproduce itself, and your own cells start reproducing this virus, which is horrifying to me. I did not realize yes. that my own cells could take a virus and make more of it by reproducing what the the virus tells it to. Horrifying, horrifying, like,
2: concept. Yes, and that's why viruses um, are- scary. But now we're
1: moving into how in the world is our hero of this story going to save us?
2: And our heroes are our distilleries. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, not just because they help us forget about all the shit that's going on in the world, (laughs) but because they are producing hand sanitizers and ethanol. And the idea is that, as I said before, you combine yeast, water, and sugar, and with a certain temperature, the yeast will eat the sugar, convert it into ethanol. At a certain point, at that point, you have beer right? You have a 10%, 15% beer. You can put that into a, 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 a still, either that be a pot still or a column still. And when you heat up the ethanol, the ethanol is, has a lower boil or a vaporization point than water does. And so that will go through the still and create a high ethanol concentration on the other end when you cool back down that literally as simple as that sugar, water, and yeast and distilleries have the machinery to do it in large concentrations, right? They can do it or large volumes. They can produce thousands of gallons of high proof spirit in a few days, right? And that's where all all of our distilleries have stepped up, um, in this issue or in this pandemic to produce hand sanitizer. And it's, there are issues with doing it at home and it's illegal in the United States to do it at home. So don't do that. Um, (laughs) But it is simple as heating up a beer and then cooling down the vapor. And as I mean, that's the the simple way of explaining it.
1: We don't recommend you do it, but you could,
2: you could. (laughs) So roughly three quarters of the
0: 2000 craft distilleries have agreed to begin producing hand sanitizer across the country. As much as this pandemic sucks, we really couldn't be in a better time for this to happen because just 12 what? years ago, yeah, 12 years ago in 2008, there were only 150 distilleries across the nation. And now we have 2,000 and wow. of them are pumping out hand sanitizer right now.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is that even, I heard even, even like Anheuser-Busch is starting to produce hand sanitizer exactly. too. Yep. And wow. and the thing is is that it this process is so simple. Mm-hmm. Like I give the distillers their credit because they have to produce the, the, the product because you need to do it in a certain way that's that's FDA approved and yada yada. But the process of making high proof spirit has been around for like centuries. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so you can distill water at home if you boil water and then you have a condenser. That's mm-hmm. what people do when they, if you have salt water you can boil water and make fresh water mm-hmm. and, so
0: the, it's it's a pretty easy transition for these distilleries, especially those producing vodka and gin because mm-hmm. their distill their distillate is already coming off the line at like eighty percent alcohol a b v and I think what's what's the i think the World Health Organization says it has to be at like seventy percent is that it's right? like
2: between sixty three and seventy percent is like the okay. optimal percentage to kill viruses yeah and so bacteria. their
0: vodka and gin is already coming off at 80 percent alcohol by volume
2: yeah so okay. all you have to do is you cut that down by 10 percent. yep you know so what was challenging we're gonna cut it
1: with whatever gelatinous whatever that makes it thicker not because it's liquid when it comes off right right you
0: can but um i'll get into kind of what they add to it but What was challenging was, especially in the beginning, was staying within ATF regulations. So the uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think about them. The the distilleries would have to uh, change their liquor license or get it amended to allow them to produce denatured alcohol. Mm -hmm. And denatured alcohol is alcohol that has additives put into it so that it is dangerous or yeah, basically dangerous to consume, which is what happened back during the prohibition when the US government almost po- or poisoned thousands of people, but that's a whole nother episode.
1: Um, it's going to be a sweet episode. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for it. So, I'm okay to yeah. plug it right now because Joey's working on it and I'm very pumped. I'm yeah. excited for that one too. So as things
0: quickly pro- progressed, the ATF waived a lot of the parts of the federal law to allow distilleries to transition and be- begin producing much more quickly. But... um yeah, so for these hand sanitizers, I just want to put out there do not drink hand sanitizer produced by <laughs> distilleries. Most, if not all, of this hand sanitizer they are producing is, like I said, called denatured, meaning additives are combined with the alcohol to make the hand sanitizer unsafe to drink. Do not drink the hand sanitizer. We don't want a resurgence of what happened back during the prohibition. <laughs>
1: And I can throw in from a legal perspective, uh, if you do drink it and you're like, it was from a distillery, and then you sue, you'll lose. Exactly. And that'll be your second loss because the first loss was when you drank denatured alcohol and got very sick.
2: or died. And, and It's from a terrible
1: a, choice. From
2: mm-hmm. a scientific perspective, denatured alcohol will kill you, one. Yes. Two, they probably are making hand sanitizer which would be more gelatinous, which probably has glycerol in it. So if you want to be drinking other chemicals, that will also hurt you. <laughs> yep. Wait, so, um,
1: is glycerol similar to like glycerin, where it's like a um, what are they called—the things that make you poo? Like, isn't that going to make it like shoot out of you, or am I uh, am I crossing wires Yeah. I don't know, Danny. I think that's a thing. I don't know. Oh, cool. Then I brought it up for nothing. Thank you. Let's go back to the show.
0: (laughs) So, uh, I I work in the OSU, uh, Ohio State University Department of Public Safety, and we actually acquired some uh, hand sanitizer produced by Middle West Spirits. It doesn't have the gelatinous form. It's just like, Hmm. yeah, it's just the liquid, and it smells like their vodka. Like, it's crazy. That's awesome. Really? It just smells like the vodka. Yep. Um, That's so
1: interesting. If you have like anything you can tell me about that stuff, it's so cool to me. You sent out that Snapchat when you got the bottle and yeah. I was jealous of a bottle of hand sanitizer. I know. Which it's is even... one of the weirdest things that I've discovered <laughs> about coronavirus. What's really
0: cool is that the bottle even says batch one on it. So
1: i like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I love them for that.
0: Well. Oh. But that's all we've got on uh, the pandemic of whiskey episode. Do you guys have any additional thoughts
2: or comments on it? Oh, I have one last thing. Go for it. And that's, I love our distilleries, and I think they're doing an amazing job. However, there's an easier way to combat this virus, and that's wash your damn hands. Yes. Soap. So, like I said, this virus is a shell covered by grease okay the grease it will be attracted to soap and that's oh. also what and that's also what the ethanol degrades so when you use ethanol it degrades that grease layer and then gets rid of it making the the virus useless right
1: but like dawn is going to do the same thing
2: but dawn will do the exact same thing and it's cheaper and it is probably more effective um, or just as effective. So if you don't want to go spend a lot of money on hand sanitizer, Mm -hmm. use the soap. Just wash your hands. Just, 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 just wash your hands. That's
1: genius. I haven't thought about that because I went to the grocery store and I was looking for hand soap because I only buy like one bottle. I'm a single guy living alone. I run through a bottle every two or three months. So I buy another one. And I was looking through the soap, the hand soap that they had, and all of the antibacterial stuff was gone. And I'm like, why am I going to get stuff that's not antibacterial? And clearly, that was an idiot move, as far as I can tell, because all it needs to do is cut through grease.
2: Yes, antibacterial soap is ineffective against coronavirus. It kills bacteria, oh, not shit. viruses. That's a hot take. Wait, 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 let me, let me rephrase oh, that. Oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. That's such a fucking, that's so good.
2: Let me let me Guys, rephrase that. Nobody else
1: is putting that out. I've watched a lot of news. Like nobody else is putting out this cool message right now.
2: Antibacterial soap. Uh, let me rephrase because it was wrong. Antibacterial soap will kill coronavirus. Mm-hmm. However, if you have non-antibacterial soap, one, it's still antibacterial. It's what the freaking thing is meant to do. Two. It will get it will wash off coronavirus off your hands and denature it. So, regard what if it is soap and it is sold as soap, it will work. I kill it. You just need to wash your hands for a legitimate amount of time, not just like a <laughs> and then done. It needs to be a <laughs> solid. For that example, yeah, exactly. It needs to be a solid twenty to thirty seconds. Okay. So That's it, awesome. it feels like a long time when you wash your hands, but it it's worth it. So. All right.
0: Thanks, Danny. No problem. So that's all we have for today. Thank you to our sources, Newsweek, the New York Times, the World Health Organization, and the Columbus Dispatch for some of the numbers that we had today. Thank you also to, oh, Stephen, do you have one more? And
1: my source, the revised and expanded edition of American Whiskey, Bourbon, and Rye, a guide to the nation's favorite spirit by Clay Risen.
0: Awesome. So thank you also to Stephen and Danny for being on today. Thank
2: you for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. That was awesome for me. I don't know if you guys had as good a time as I did, but I thought oh. that was awesome, and we're putting out really reliable news somehow. I know, right?
0: <laughs> so take care of each other. Wash your hands and social distance, because even at a distance, the best whiskey is shared with friends. Stay healthy, everyone. This is On the News with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. <sighs>